What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Makeshift Managers Podcast. As always, Austin. As always, Devin. Hello, guys. It's it's it's, it's me, Devin, um, your favorite uh, chastised Chargers fan, uh, coming at you live post Super Bowl. Uh, what a game, man! That's what, what a, a game. game indeed. If you're watching this real quick on replay and you just want to know what we're going to be doing, fantasy content wise, for the next four weeks. Fast forward to the end. This is all yep. going to be Super Bowl. But if you want to know, fast forward to the end. We'll talk about it then. Super Bowl 57. Dak Prescott gets booed uh, while accepting the Walter Payton Man of the Year awards. So starting off strong. Yeah, came in hot. That's right. Really, Philly was representing even before they the did. coin got tossed. Yeah, they came out. Uh, the whole Fox crew picked the Eagles to win by some of them by 10. Some guys nope. picked him to win by 10. Really aggressive by the yeah, crew on Fox. I don't know about you. I'm not the biggest fan of the Super Bowl on Fox. I don't know if it's just me. I felt like the production was better last year. I felt like the crew calling it was better last year. It's nickels and dimes, but besides the game, this was the first Super Bowl that I felt. Besides the game and halftime, the commercials felt like they were off. The crew yeah. was passable. The pregame was just whatever i just i don't i don't know man if i'm talking to a wall that's fine but no i feel it 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 was it was okay in terms of production all that i always watch everything via streaming so everything kind of looks a little eh already maybe if you got your 80 inch flat screen um at home and you're balling out then it probably looks better um i like kevin burkhart and greg olson i can't complain about those two for sure I feel bad for Greg going into next year with Brady joining the crew because he's going to the B team and he's getting a fat. Well, Greg gets to be the A team for one more year. Yeah. Then in 2024, Brady takes over as A team and Greg's checks get cut significantly. Still making three million a year, but 10 is a lot more than three. It's a lot of zeros that I can't even fathom. Many of curses were broken this game. We'll get to that as well, but the Eagles lose the toss. Chiefs defer, the Eagles get the ball, and they make it look pretty damn easy. They walked all over the Chiefs for an easy touchdown, but the Chiefs, not to be outdone, um, Travis Kelsey finds a way to get open somehow, even though he feels like the only threat on the offense not named Patrick Mahomes, um, and the Chiefs answer right back. I thought this was going to be a shootout. You could probably call the final score somewhat of a shootout in terms of today's game. You don't really see... What was that Monday night game? Was it Rams and Chiefs? That was like 54 to like, yeah, 51. That's (laughs) the single best game I've ever witnessed. And I was working throughout the entirety of it. I just remember (laughs) peeking at the screen and being like, geez, Jared Goff's going to throw for a thousand yards today. (laughs) It was magical. Besides, I, I, I think this is probably just the best Super Bowl we've had since... I, I can't really recall a better Super Bowl in terms of, yeah, like Johnny talks sports. He makes an excellent point. Uh, we're going to get to the individual stats of it all. But Jalen Hurts, um, for a guy that's been not even in the conversation of the 2020 class, because it's always been Herbert, Burrow, and Tua in terms of the discourse, more often than not, I feel like Jalen Hurts has been disrespected and uh, kind of overlooked in terms of the grand scheme of, like, these guys that are going to get paid next. And I mean, Philadelphia, <laughs> rents due, and Hertz just raised the price <laughs> by about $10 million. This uh, – go ahead, Austin, but, man, Jalen Hurts. 27 I'm, for 38, 304 yards and a touchdown. If you ever had any doubts that Jalen couldn't throw before, he showed up. You can say whatever you want about the Chiefs' defense. It, it is not very good. It – that's that is obvious but Jalen Hurts had to ball out when you're facing Patrick Mahomes unfortunately it wasn't enough in the end but 27 38 304 and a touchdown 15 carries for 70 yards and three touchdowns on the ground um unfortunately he was the only one that could rush that night Gainwell only got 21 yards on seven carries Miles Sanders only got 16 yards on seven carries Boston Scott only got eight yards on three carries the Kansas City Chiefs line held up against a arguably the best offensive line in the game and I I say it every week it's not particularly close how good this line is with Lane Johnson 
uh, Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson. These guys are insane. And the fact that the running backs couldn't do a damn thing most of the night on the ground says a lot about the Chiefs line. The secondary is a lot different. The secondary was really bad, especially on third and longs. Yeah. Chris, so the biggest thing about the Kansas City Chiefs defensive line there's two words, and I think if I said them, everybody would just nod and understand. And Chris Jones is the best defensive tackle in football. Um, and I think up, up to Johnny's point, Miles Sanders being non-existent for Philadelphia, that Nail fumble, on the coffin. The, the fumble that was then an, an incomplete pass, that was huge. But even before then, I think he got tackled near the sideline and the ball kind of came loose. Like, they did mm-hmm. not trust anybody in terms of, like, carrying the rock other than Jalen Hurts. And – yeah, Boston Scott had a couple scampers. Besides Jalen Hurts, the team was averaging less than three yards per carry. That is insane. And that's a testament to uh, Steve Spagnola and the Chiefs kind of telling them, hey, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to kind of play our game, which yeah. Hurts was definitely prepared to do. Um, the Mahomes stat line is far less impressive than what Hurts did. But I do think it's an understatement to not count Mahomes in the same light as Hurts in this performance because the Eagles held the ball for a really long time. Mahomes came out and won by three in a game where his kicker missed a field goal. Um, and he had the ball for 10 less minutes than the other team. Like 11 can, and a half. He went 21 for 27, 182 and three touchdowns. And I know I was talking about Jalen Hurts has to clear 200 passing yards for them to have a legitimate chance. And he smashed that out of proportion with the 304 yards. The Chiefs in the second half were just the most efficient football team we've seen all season. They well, did to, not walk off the field without points in the second half. And to and, like what Johnny Johnny said earlier is that, you know, Jalen Hurts was the best performer in this game, and it's not particularly close. Mm-hmm. But it is a team game. Like he said, Kansas City got the defensive touchdown. Kadarius Tony put Patrick Mahomes in a good spot to score another touchdown. Um, and this Chiefs defense kind of did a little better in the second half. They got beat up a little bit. They gave up 24 going into the half, but then they only gave up 11 going into. They only gave up three in the third and eight in the fourth. Granted, that eight tied it, but it allowed them to get back in the game. They stopped the Eagles when it mattered the most, when they needed to play catch up. You know, they were just... They were better in the second half, plain and simple. That's the re- you know, obviously the reason why KC won. But uh, Isaiah Pacheco, that, that dude. dude runs like somebody owes him money. Um, for me and the Chiefs, a big a big emphasis going into the week that I think you and I kind of touched on last episode was talking about this game's going to be won on the offensive and defensive line for both teams because Philadelphia is the most talented roster in football this year, and I don't think it was very close. They were a murderer's row of one-year deals and uh, quick trades and just smart decision making by Howie Roseman. But at the end of the at the end of the day, this game was won in the trenches, and Philadelphia won every single battle in the trenches up until this point. I don't think they ever lost up front to this point in the season. They may have had an off day a couple times whenever Gardner Minshew was starting or whenever Washington punched them in the mouth. But Casey's offensive line did something this season that we had not seen. Mahomes did not get sacked once. And that's huge. That is a team who had 84 sacks on the season got zero. And I think because the biggest problem, the biggest problem Mahomes had his last Super Bowl prior to playing the Eagles his, his his offensive line was Swiss cheese. They were banged up. Mahomes had nowhere to go. Got sacked three times. Turned the ball, ball over three times as well. But he was playing his ass off. Still threw for over 200 yards. It was interesting to see the script kind of flip in favor of Mahomes. Because a lot of his runs, it seems like he's the guy pulling the rabbit out of the hat. Uh, spider 2 yeah. Y banana. Beating Richard Sherman deep with Sammy Watkins. Um, <laughs> Frank Clark going off sides against the uh, Patriots' his rookie year. Like, it always seems like Mahomes is doing everything he can and the team doesn't pull the weight in some efforts. This game, Mahomes is Herculean. Granted, Jalen Hurts put up the best Philadelphia uh, stat line since Terrell Owens in the Super Bowl against the Patriots in the early, early 2000s. He's the only other player that's not a running back to have three rushing touchdowns in Super Bowl history. 
joining T.O. He broke the record for most rushing touchdowns for a quarterback in a game, Super Bowl-wise, ever. Um, Jalen Hurts has arrived. Um, The running back jokes weren't funny, and they're not funny. And it's just a testament to how good Philadelphia is in terms of roster building. They are less than eight years removed from their last Super Bowl win, if I'm correct. And that team effectively is completely different. Like Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, and then you could name bits and pieces. But beyond those two, I can't name a whole lot of guys that were on either side of the ball. Maybe Jake Elliott was there, but it was had special teamers and some like lower level starters. This team was brand new. And that's that's insane. There are certain teams that never even make the dance. I'm a Chargers fan. It's been almost 30 years. Next year it'll be 30 years since the Chargers made the Super Bowl. And Credit to the Eagles, Nick Sirianni. We can talk all all the crud about him and how he 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 had the best team. He still won the games. He still put his players in positions to succeed, and he continue he continued to do that. Um, their DC is probably going to not get a uh, coaching job after that performance. Who knows? The Cardinals may still hire him. I think. And okay, Anthony Richardson draft stock could be interesting. Mm. I just. Jalen Hurts is the perfect example of a guy that, in college, elite talent. Went to Alabama, gets hurt, Tua slots in. But he just never stops moving. Goes to Oklahoma, wins a Heisman, gets drafted to the Eagles. What Carson Wentz is the starter. Convention, big damn. You, you want to talk about a draft pick that people were not happy about. People hated Eagles it. Fans. People, people hated, hated it. it. And I... Because we're going to see it this season, especially with the Anthony Anthony Richards, Richardson thing happening. You can take a if you're taking a quarterback in the first round, I'm willing to reach for the guy that has the upside. Because in terms of the NFL right now, if you're drafting a finished product, you better hope that he's good. Because a lot of the time they're drafting these guys in the top five, top ten, where they're more pro ready, but at, in that same vein you're getting a finished product for lack of better terms. Zach Wilson can only improve so much. We've been here before. Lamar Jackson, Mm. the running back jokes. I'm just talking about like in terms of running back jokes, he can't throw this and that. And whether you think Lamar Jackson is a better player than Jalen Hurts or not, they relatively kind of intersect. And where they, they they were they were put in the same pot, so to speak, because they were these rushing type quarterbacks. And yeah, you know, Lamar's been hurt the past couple of years, so it's kind of it's hard to talk about Lamar right now, where he's gonna go and this and that. We'll get into that later down the line. But you know, it, these running back jokes are kind of over with. You can make the joke about his Hail Mary towards the end. That was kind of interesting to see, but the dude laid some dimes. For AJ Brown, for Devontae Smith, for um, why can't I think of the other guy who had the big drop? Zach Pascal had that mm-hmm. had that late drop, and I don't even know if I would. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's definitely fair. I understand why they didn't like the pick at the time, and those are easy receipts to pull up because technically the Eagles did have their quarterback at the time, but it, I th- I think at that time they were kind of over Carson Wentz at that point. Especially, and now, you know, Jalen Hurts is the next big thing for them. And like well, you said, rent is due. <laughs> the thing about it is Philadelphia effectively is in the same situation. It's 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 different, obviously. It's, it's apples to oranges. Philadelphia coming into Jalen Hurts' free agency is in a better spot than they were with the Carson Wentz free agency that became. Um, because g- genuinely, you have – a murderer's row of a team that 2018 Eagles team was absolutely stacked. They were extremely talented. They weren't on paper as talented as this roster per se. Yeah. I think this roster smashed. This roster was way better, but in regards to like the context of it all, yeah, you have an, an, an electric young quarterback. Wentz was electric before the knee went, he was going to be the MVP of the seat of, of the league. Jalen hurt. Yeah. Similar, similar, similar season. Pacing to be the MVP. Misses a couple of games. Luckily, he wasn't hurt for the season. If Minshew starts in the playoffs, I don't think they make it. But, albeit, you're coming off of a super deep playoff run and the quarterback has to get paid. This is where the team can go one of two directions. 
Hertz is probably going to make north of $50 million if he wants to. Um, I've heard rumors about the Joe Burrow camp and how Jamar Chase has mentioned Burrow's probably he's alluding to the fact that Burrow may be willing to take less money up front to keep his weapons around longer. And with the guy like Joe, the thing is with the best athletes in the game, I could see them not needing all of that money. Patrick Mahomes is a multi, he's a multimillionaire just from state farm ads. If you're marketable, you can make your money elsewhere. Brady did it for the last 30 years. So I just, I'm interested to see how much they're going to pay Jalen Hurts because the Mahomes deal gets better with every contract that gets signed. I think Hurts Hurts at this point is probably going to get six years. He's going to set the market. Whoever signs first is obviously going to be trumped by the next guy and so on and so forth. But Jalen Hurts has put himself in a position to be the top paid guy out of his class. And that is a class that is highlighted by Burrow, uh, Herbert, the guy that's outpacing everybody in terms of the first three seasons. We get it. Mahomes didn't start his first year and Burrow got hurt his first year. Let but him have this it. Is the re- this, is the, this is the reality. And we're talking about free agents. Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, Jason Kelsey, James Bradbury, Kazir White, Indomitian Sue, Linval Joseph, the, the list goes on and on. Boston Scott, Miles Sanders, you name it. They, they've got a lot. Charlie Gardner-Johnson is a free agent. And I know I'm rambling, but they are at a crossroads. They don't have to pay Hurst this season. They're going to have to pay him. I, if yeah. I'm them, I'm locking him in to an extension, and he's going to play out his two rookie contract years, and then he's going to get cashed the hell out. Because the worst place to be is where Oakland find or where Las Vegas finds themselves, where the Falcons have been for the last couple of years. The Colts currently, you don't want to be dead in the water looking for your next quarterback. And at the age of a Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, even a Tua Tagovailoa, and Justin Herbert, the younger they are, the better off you are. And if you have a proven talent within that five-year window, you ink them to the deal. That's why Baltimore is going to really be circling the drain if Lamar leaves. Because you build a team over time to fit that guy. And if that guy isn't around... Everything craters. It's just how it works. Well, it's the same exact thing people were talking about where Cowboys fans wanted to get rid of Dak Prescott. If the if the Cowboys were to get rid of Dak Prescott, we would be exactly in the same situation that the Colts, the Falcons, and everyone else is looking for a quarterback. We have to take on a shit ton of dead money, and we have no idea who the next guy is. Like, I get it. I'm not going to praise Dak Prescott, you know, 0-3 in divisional, whatever. But you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they you have to pay your guy. And even if he isn't the guy, you don't get the guy very often. There's a reason why oh. it's Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship every fucking year. Five straight years. And you can only – there's only one winner every year. That's the biggest thing to hammer home. Just because you didn't win the Super Bowl doesn't mean you didn't have a good season. It hurts. Right. It sucks that you didn't win it. But it doesn't mean your team was bad. Um, a big thing right here. Um, Johnny made a good point in the chat. Charnsey Gardner-Johnson is a prime candidate for the franchise tag. Um, yeah. Bradbury, I think they have to bring him back. I love Gardner-Johnson as the nickel guy. But on the perimeter, that Slay and Bradbury combo is lethal, and it proved to be this year. Kelsey's getting re-signed. He's going to retire an eagle. If he did not, the city's going to burn. Miles Sanders is <laughs> well, the probably city's already gone. burning. The one thing about Philadelphia currently that is going to literally save them, and it's not even just save them. Harry Roseman's a genius. We've we've talked about this. Philadelphia has two first-round picks. They have two first-round picks this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. NFL draft order. Yeah, they have like NFL draft order 20. Because Philadelphia can do what KC did. You pay your quarterback and you move talent to gather more draft capital. Because the best way to stay on top is to draft well. There's a reason why Casey's back here. They didn't win the draft this year, but they walked out of the first round with Trent Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis. They moved compensation picks to bring in Kadarius Toney, the guy that blew the game up. Like, teams that are winning right now have the quarterback. You, you, you pay the, the tax for quarterback. You're paying a percentage upon the cap for the guy throwing the ball to everybody. You have your one 
true dominant factor, i.e. Travis Kelsey. The Eagles might have too with Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. I'd lean A.J. Brown currently, but the Eagles don't have to pay Miles Sanders. They don't have to pay Boston Scott. Kenneth Gainwell still under team control. They could run with him next season and yeah. a practice squad level guy to back him up. They could take Bajon Robinson. They could take Bajon Robinson. I don't think they should. No. Because no, I think running back, you oh. just year over year, you can bring anybody in to the draft. Now, Johnny's comment makes me want to ask you a question because somebody brought it up. I was scrolling through Twitter last night and it made me think. So the Eagles have picked number 10. Okay. Yeah, they trade back. Why, why not trade back? What if, hear me out, if Quez Watkins is gone, you you have A.J. Brown, you have Devontae Smith. Those guys are locked in for next yeah. season, and I think at least the season after until you have to pay Devonta Smith. What if you take like a Quentin Johnston or a Jackson no. Smith and a Jigba? No? Not, not. Philadelphia is best served. So let me just pull up pro football focus. Because this Big one board. has them taking Joey it's... Porter Jr., which makes sense. Yeah, because you're going to lose Bradbury or you're going to have to pick between Bradbury and Garner Johnson. It's just the reality. Looking at the big board for PFF, looking at the big board at 10. So from numbers, Brian Breesy's way too high. Let me see. I'll go to the ringer. I trust the ringer with a lot of my uh, (laughs) – shout out Bill Simmons and the staff over at the ringer. But um, pro football focus can get a little swirly. Uh, Let's see. NFL draft. How high was Brian Breesy? Nine. Oh, good. Yeah, it's it's just like I get it. I, oh, I don't get man. it, but whatever. That's hilarious. Where the freak? Okay, um, articles. So you think taking a, a wide receiver is a bad idea? Yeah, I at, at the pick, like the premium for it, just doesn't make sense for them because there's a lot of wide receivers. There is. Yes, JSN is an elite. Wide receiver, he's my probably he's he's my wide receiver one in this draft. I think the dude is special. I would love for the Chargers yeah. to try and get him, but I just think in I as as cool as it is <laughs> for Cincinnati to have uh, three uh, startable wide like T Higgins because the thing is you already have your T Higgins, you already have your Jamar Chase, AJ Brown and right. Devonta Smith slotted in at like a top five, top ten receiver duo in the league. Why can't the Eagles add a guy for a cheaper contract in free agency? I don't see why you have to spend that capital. I would much rather, because what picks do they have in the draft this year? 10 and 31. Or 10 and 30, I'm sorry. Or no, 31. Well, call it 30 because of the Dolphins' forfeited um, oh, pick. Oh, okay. The Ringers, I don't need the draft NBA draft guide. I need the, there we go, NFL NFL draft guide. I, I don't the only, the only thing about this when I talk about JSN, I really like JSN, but I think Quentin Johnston and Jordan Addison might be better and they would also be there, I think. But like, I, I don't know, like JSN lining up in the slot sounds, you know, insane. But at the same time, if you overlook if what cost the Eagles, it was defense. At the end, they didn't have a problem scoring points. If you're taking a player in the top 10, you're going defender or offensive line. No, you don't, you're not going offensive line because the line is just ridiculous. You're going to go, you're going to probably, you're, you're probably taking a stab. I wouldn't take a corner in the top 10 this year is the craziest part. Cause for me, if I'm, if I'm the Eagles, I'm, I'm, I'm going to trade back. I'm just, I'm, I'm simply trading back. If you could get, if Christian Gonzalez is there at 10, you take him. If Tyree Wilson is there at 10, hell, take him. Um, but you don't need quarterback. You have, uh, what's his name? <sighs> Literally the prize the prize of defensive tackles last year. Jordan Davis, the man, the myth, the legend. You've got guys on the edge currently. Um, so for me, you take corner at 10 or you, or you trade back. Because at 30, I think you're going to find value at receiver unless teams make a run like they did last year. But even right. in that scenario, they could trade back from the 10th pick to like 15 or 16 and have their pick in one of the top three guys and yeah. get a pick in the second or third round. Because from on here, the bringer's big board, it's not relative to like draft. From 26 
all the way to 31, you've got three receivers listed in terms of their rankings of individual players. Johnston is going to be gone by 26, but he's their 26th overall player. It's Quentin Johnston, Josh Downs, and the guy that I hope the Chargers can get in the second round, Jalen Hyatt, because you have your physically dominant receiver in a guy like A.J. Brown. or Yeah, A.J. Brown. Devonta Smith is a vertical spacer. He can beat anybody yeah. at, at in terms of just beating the defense. I would much rather trade back, get a bit more value, and go for like a Jalen Hyatt. Pick 10 for Jalen Ramsey. That's interesting. I don't I, I don't know how like because everything we've heard out of the Los Angeles Los Angeles camp is that the Rams are looking to run it back. I don't see them trading Jalen Ramsey at the draft. It would take I, somebody I think, generational. Yeah, I think falling. this is fine for Philly, but I don't know if the Rams would do it the way the way what we're hearing out of the Rams camp. Because if they come back healthy, they're I, I don't want to say relatively the same team because they're not, but if you're going to run it back, I don't think you can get rid of Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Joey Porter jr. In this mock by the ringer goes at 10 because Christian Gonzalez goes seven to the Raiders. That's what I have too. is and Porter at 10, which is so, the worst. The problem is they, they have, they have, you a have to get a linebacker. Yeah. They have a need at linebacker, but there's nobody in the top 20 worth taking at linebacker, especially that's you're not a taking a linebacker at 10. And that's another reason why you could trade back. Yeah. You could trade back to like 16, 17, 18, recoup another second or something like that. Because the top 10 pick is invaluable for a lot of these franchises. Um, there's there, there's plenty of ways to make moves. And then so they take the uh corner at so 31, edge rusher Nolan Smith. They have Nolan Smith going 31. I think Nolan Smith's going to be a monster. But even then, you've got – so Nolan Smith went 31. They have a run of JSN and Jalen Hyatt picks 29 and 30. Philadelphia could very well love to bring in a receiver in this draft class, but I think there's so much value in talent rounds two through three. There's tons of talented guys at receiver that I think Philadelphia could add for far less than a top 10 pick. Ramsey does have an out after this season, this upcoming season, which is something to think about. But if he doesn't out, he still has two more years. And he's still only 29. He's not that old. I think Nolan Smith's going to go before 31, but who knows? The mock drafts will be fun whenever Austin and I take those on. We were actually pretty damn accurate. Yeah, I think I'll Austin. be... I think I'll be uh, over international waters during that time, so we'll see. If, hey, dude, see I'll if I can back. make it. I'll just I'll just talk to myself like yeah. for three hours. Now, Quentin Johnston at twenty six to the Cowboys, according to Danny Kelly. You'd love that, Austin. This has uh, Bijan Robinson at twenty seven to or at twenty six to Dallas, which he owes twenty seven according to Danny Kelly for the uh, Bills. I think Johnston to you guys would be just insane. I mean, it's kind of what we need the most is an electric guy, but fuck. Well, CD's electric. I just, you guys need somebody. Oh, we to need just... another, another one. Well, that's the, that's the thing. It, it, the NFL is a nuclear arms race. If you have two starting, if you have two like good wide receivers, you're pretty much set. The Bengals have uh, Tyler Boyd, which is the icing on the cake. And so I think you could find a Tyler Boyd in the later rounds for Philadelphia or even sign a guy through free agency. There's got to be somebody that's aging that's willing to take less money to compete yeah. for a championship. Julio Jones. So, I'll move. I'll move on from the Eagles here with yeah, with yeah. this because um, we'll finish out the game. We'll talk about the Chiefs. Um, the Eagles could do what they did, and by that I mean make a Super Bowl run for the next two to four years. As their window is been wide open. Wide open. Hundred percent. They don't have to pay Hertz until they, they, they can go into next year not paying him. If yeah. you're going into year five and you don't have the extension, it worries me. Yeah. Because every rookie in that class is going to get their 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 their, their, their five-year extension unless Tua retires before he's eligible for it. Like genuinely, that's how good right. that quarterback class is in context. Yeah. So yeah, the the Eagles, the flight pattern is fine. They are going to be flying for a good while. They've got Josh Downs over Quentin Johnson in this month. So, so 
one of the things we can easily talk about is officiating. We could talk about it for years on end. And here is what I will lead with. And honestly, it's what I'll end with. The biggest problem that I have, because James Bradbury said himself that he tugged on Juju Smith-Schuster. It was a holding call. It was an outstanding game. It sucks the way it ended. But when you look at it towards the end with a certain camera angle and hearing after what Bradbury said, the penalty happened. It was called. It virtually ended the game as long as Butker makes that kick. The problem I have is that earlier in the game, Juju Smith-Schuster basically loses his left arm on third down and doesn't get the call. What The problem is consistency. Like, if you're going to let him play, then do it the entire time. The problem is, with two minutes left and a call that virtually ends the game on really a tic-tac kind of hold, like, it wasn't very obvious that he tugged on him from the camera angles we were given. But when that call happens, it makes everyone question, you know, the NFL is not rigged. It's as simple as that. I don't know how many, t- how many times I have to tell, tell you people this. It's not rigged. But it's the inconsistencies across the board that make it look like a great game was just destroyed by a bad call because it just flat out wasn't consistent. That's kind of where I stand with this. It. If there's yellow on the field, people are going to talk about it. It's the same thing that yeah. happened in the Bengals versus Rams game. You have – there's not a harder job in professional sports than having to guard somebody on the perimeter in terms of being a defender, whether you're a linebacker, corner, safety, doesn't matter. These offensive players are incredibly protected, and the best quarterbacks tend to be able to get those calls. They're able to – granted, that throw by Mahomes was nowhere near catchable, but – in, in the same vein, this is a game where it's it's 60 minutes, regardless of how you slice it. There are 60 minutes of in-game action. And for one flag to cost a team the game would mean they didn't play a great game, personally, the way the, the way I would look at it. If one flag cost me a scored on every drive of the second half. If the that's, Eagles, that's where the problem lies. This for is the same argument we had whenever Buffalo lost in overtime to KC. If you wanted to beat, if you wanted to win, you could have done it in regulation. If you wanted to win, you could have stopped them on defense for 30 minutes. Um, there, there, there's a lot of times in the game where you could seal it and you could finish it out. Kansas City wiped off 10 points. Uh, the Miles Sanders not so fumble and Harrison Butker missing a kick. Um, Jalen Hurts gave the Chiefs seven points. Yeah. He just dropped the ball. And granted, he athletically, athletically, he can do more than I will ever be able to even think about trying. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is he was untouched and he lost the ball. It happens to the best of us. But when you lose by three, that matters. Jalen Hurts was Superman. But for some reason, on that play, he found some form of kryptonite. Nick Bolton. Great play on his part, Kansas City blocking downfield. Um, special teams didn't help Hurts in the second half. Kadarius Tony said, hold my beer. Love that for him, by the way. I've been trying to just hold on to the hope that that man can be an elite <laughs> asset in fantasy. And we'll see next year. But you've got 60 minutes to prove without a shadow of a doubt you won this game. I wouldn't say Philadelphia lost. I wouldn't say Kansas. I would say that Kansas City won. Philadelphia came out and they played their game. They were up by 10 points at the half and Kansas city did what we saw in 2019 and they came out or in 2020, they came out and they made adjustments. That is the name of the game. Football is not a game of a first half. If it were the chargers probably are playing in the super bowl this year. I hate to break it to you. (laughs) There's two halves of every football game and the best players and the best coaches are second half type players. Andy Reid is a genius. I saw a clip where he was talking to Mike Francesa about the concept corn dog, and that's what happened on those two plays: the touchdown to Sky Moore and the touchdown to uh, Kadarius Tony. It's called corn dog. It was the same play. Same they play, did just it twice. They learned that if you're going to send somebody in motion, but stop because the Eagles tend to have somebody follow the motion guy. Whenever he stops, the motion isn't followed because basically they they just pass him off down the line, I guess. But whenever uh, Tony and Skymore stopped and backtracked, nobody was tracing him. 
they just became an, an, an unguarded man. And that's, that's it. Andy Reed drew up. B enemy and Reed had the best half I've seen coached in a very long time. It's the first double digit comeback in Super Bowl history besides I think, the Falcons. Remember they blew yep. 28 to three to the Patriots. Yep. This, this was even more impressive than the uh, comeback in 2019. I know they came back from like 10 with like eight minutes left or something, but that wasn't Mahomes. That was Damian Williams losing the uh, Super Bowl MVP. Granted, Nick Bolton gets that second touchdown. He might win the MVP. But right. Mahomes, we, we, we put him on a pedestal, but this is the game where we crowned the dude. There's not been a better five-year stretch of anyone ever in professional football. He's got the Manning-esque numbers. He's got the Brady-esque Super Bowl wins. He's got the dominance of a uh, – he's combining the stats of a Peyton with the, just the dominance of a Brady. And you pepper that in with like 5,000-yard seasons akin to a Drew Brees. And I get it. They're throwing the ball a lot more. The players are more protected. But what Patrick Mahomes is going to do by the end of his career, if he stays on this trajectory, is something that I don't think we're ever going to see again. And a big part of this is going to be how long Andy Reid can stick around. Because without Andy Reid, I don't know what we're going to get. I think Mahomes will still be good. But I don't know what the ceiling is. Yeah. Because Travis Kelsey is eventually going to retire. I think Mahomes should be fine. I think KC can build around him with damn near anybody, as long as he has one focal pass catcher that can dominate. There's a lot of questions. One thing that I do know is Andy Reid is still coaching as of right now. Travis Kelsey is still in his prime. And Patrick Mahomes is the best football player on the planet. And the distance between him and everybody else only grows larger. Because Jalen Hurts had the best game of the season from a quarterback, give or take. Mahomes is putting together seasons of this year over year. And that's the biggest separator. Because yeah. now Jalen has to come out and do it again. That's the big thing with Jalen Hurts. He might he might not even get the extension this offseason because they want to see him do it again. Because it's one thing to have an MVP type season. It's another to go out the next year and be right back in the race. It's what separates the uh the, the Mike Vicks from the Aaron Rodgers. Like Rodgers is a four-time MVP as of right now. Like, there's different levels. There are incredible talents across the league, regardless of who you're looking at. Every player on a starting roster for the NFL is more talented than any of us. But there are levels to the talent that separate the best from your middling starters. And compared to Mahomes, everybody else is closer to the middle than they would be to the top. The AFC will run through Kansas City as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the field. As long the as the Reed Bowl. and Mahomes are at the helm. I The Super Bowl might run through Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I get it. They didn't play last year. They lost to Cincinnati. But they're right there every single year over and over and over again. Yeah. And they will continue to be. They don't even have to. They, they drafted really well in Carl Loftus uh, late, late last year. That was an insane he fell. pick. He fell. And they, they pulled a Leo Chanel in the second round. Their yeah. linebackers are always over. Nick Bolton had 180 tackles this season. They are picking guys out of drafts. Like, Creed Humphrey was a second rounder. Nick Bolton was a second. Like, let me look at Kansas City's draft history over the last two years. Juju had a really good second half, and he is yeah. virtually costing them not a whole lot right now. He's on a one-year deal. So this is their draft over the last two years. So... 2020, so 2020, 2021, 2022. I'm going to list off some names. 2020, their first round pick was CEH. That's a dud. Willie Gay, Lucas Nyang, Legereus Sneed, Michael Dana, and Thakarius Keys. They hit on two of those names immediately off the top. Followed that draft up with Nick Bolton, Creed Humphrey, Joshua Cano, Noah Gray, Cornell Powell, and Trey Smith. You got three names there because Noah Gray is actually pretty good for them in spots. This year, Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis, Sky Moore, Leo Chanel, um, Darian Kenner, Jalen Watson, Isaiah Pacheco. If they keep doing this year over year, it will be almost impossible to stop them. Because everybody, whenever Sky Moore got drafted, oh my God, he could be the next Tyreek Hill. Who knows? He's, he's had spurts. 
he's the way that Casey runs this team now. It's not about stopping one guy. It, it, it's about stopping one guy. It's stopping Patrick Mahomes because this team is going to paper cut you with out routes and MVS for 30 yards and Kelsey for 15. And it's just, you'll look at the box score and seven KC receivers will have three plus receptions. And it's, it's, it's by design. Even in this game, you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players that had a reception for Kansas city. You compare that to the Eagles You've got one, two, three, four, five, six. So you had you had seven. Hertz, excellent job at like spreading the ball. I'll give him that. But this this Mahomes thing all year, it, it it's never just been one guy. Like yeah, Kelsey kills people year in and year out. But it's the Juju's, it's Justin Watson, it's dump offs to McKinnon, it's handoffs to uh, Isaiah Pacheco, it's the touchdowns in space to Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony. It's the efficiency. This KC offense in the second half was so efficient. They did not waste a single snap. Then McKinnon to end the game sliding at the one-yard line. Genius. This is a championship team. Every player yeah. understands what they're playing for. There is no ego. McKinnon could have easily taken it into the end zone. Like, I scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He said, no, I'm taking the ring home with me. <laughs> you can keep the yards. I want the championship. Making sure. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. that you uh, compare Sky Moore to Tyreek Hill. I've never heard anyone compared to Tyreek Hill before. Never, never heard the next Tyreek Hill before. It's crazy. The thing about Tyreek, umpteenth time. But that that that's the thing about Kansas City. They Tyreek Hill is an amazing weapon to have, but they never truly needed Tyreek. Like he helped them win tons of games. They won a Super Bowl with Tyreek Hill. All the credit to Tyreek for being the best burner in all of professional football, but it's the sum, it's the sum of the parts equation. You don't have Tyreek, but you add three to four impact pieces everywhere. It equals out. And the equaling out is far easier whenever you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, which yeah. is what's going to be interesting about Jalen Hurts. Because if he can play the way he did this Sunday over an entire season with whatever weapons he has, because – as it stands, Jalen Hurts' weapons and defense are only going to get worse from here. It is incredibly hard to bring back this roster year over year, especially with him going to be – he's going to be paid in the next two to three years. So this is probably the best roster he is going to have for a long time unless they're able to retool, trade off some of those high-end, high-value guys to get draft picks because KC is the blueprint. Everybody should be following what they're doing. They hit the quarterback. They won one whenever he was on the rookie scale deal. And now they're retooling year over year with the best guy in football. You know, they're probably just waiting um, to pay Jalen Hurts until he does something that nobody's done in almost 20 years. Win the NFC East back-to-back times. <laughs> Honestly, if I'm the Eagles, I'm waiting on. I'm paying Jalen Hurts tomorrow. I don't think there's very much he can do to lower his price after this season. I don't think so either. He would he would have to get wait, monumentally injured. If you wait, it's only going to go up. It's why I told yeah. myself whenever Herbert was uh, available for his rookie scale contract, pay him. Give him the money. Just, just Here's the check. You name your price. Six years, seven years. I do not care. <coughs> because the pace that uh, – I, I coughed. I'm sorry. The pace with which he has played to this point – Herbert is breaking records every year. The price is going to do nothing but go up. Same for yeah. Burrow. The Tua thing is weird because of the injuries. But even Jamar Chase, just pay the guy. Rent yeah. is due and it's always going up. The cap is going to go up. This Mahomes deal, regardless of how we feel about it today, is going to be better tomorrow. With every new deal, Mahomes is that much better. Yep. And that's – it's – it's the beauty of professional sports right now. It's like, well, he's overpaid. It's like everyone is. That, that's the point. Everybody is making exorbitant amounts of money, and they're only going to make more. So why are you waiting to sign the guy? The money is going to be there. And if it's not, you shouldn't be owning pro sports teams. <laughs> All right, so two more things about this game is – we talked about the no sacks for the Eagles. And really, you could say there was no sacks for the Chiefs, too. Jalen Hurts ran out of bounds. 
minus a yard, so it counted as a sack. But realistically, nobody got sacked in the pocket. Mm-hmm. The turf was god awful. If you look at it was, Hassan Reddick, it was grass. It was grass. It was terrible. It was the worst we've seen in a long time. The you can see put that stuff down, my guy. He's a legend. Like you, you could see like Hassan Reddick could never get his feet like set and going. None of the edge rushers could do it. It was insanely bad of how many dudes were falling up on themselves and this and that. It for for them to say they planted this grass two years ago and have been setting it and getting it ready ever since. That's embarrassing. That's yeah. really bad. That's a terrible look. Oh, 1,000%. What did you think of Rihanna's performance? It was everything anyone should have expected. It's Rihanna, dude. It's nothing but hits. Yeah. It's what a Super Bowl halftime <laughs> like, There's a reason why they invited her to do the halftime show. Like, If you yeah. sat there and you hated it, then you could turn it off. No one's making you watch Rihanna perform her hits. Yeah. We haven't had her for like four years. The fact that she was headlining the Super Bowl is like a gift to society. Yeah. She killed it. She killed it. They had yeah. her like hundreds of – I don't know how, how high she was. It was probably 100 feet. She was up there. I was like – Kudos to her for being up that high. I would have been in a ball in the fetal position, let alone. You know, I think I've seen that map on Super Smash Brothers before. Yeah, that I I saw what they were doing. That that, that saw what they were doing. Nah, but overall, I think this is this was in terms of the game, the game itself, um, the performances, the commercials were eh. But this is probably one of the better Super Bowls we've had in a while. I mean. Chiefs in San Francisco was pretty good with the comeback, but in terms of teams just going back and forth and it literally coming down to the last possession, this was a this was everything you could ask for and then some. Like, obviously, people are always going to find a way to trash this and that. Oh, I didn't like this and I didn't like that. But realistically, as a football fan, I don't think you could have asked for a better way to end the season outside of if you're an Eagles fan. Obviously, you would want your team to win and get the benefit of the doubt there on the holding call. But I think yeah. I think we capped off the season just fine. Yeah, it's it, it, for the, the it, it was poetic justice that the season ended once again on a call that not everybody can agree with because that's <laughs> the NFL. This was the single worst officiated postseason I have ever been a fan of. So and bad. granted, last season everyone was like well, the Bengals should have won. And it's like, well, nobody should win. It's the teams that do win. That's why they play the game. Um, congrats to KC. As a Chargers fan, it's cool seeing Mahomes stack the trophies early because I hope Herbert has a window in this division <laughs> over the next <laughs> decade. Um, it's disheartening because uh, we have to run through them if Herbert wants yeah. to hoist that Lombardi. But it, it's encouraging because they, they've created a blueprint that I think most teams should be able to follow. And it's just going to be – it's going to take teams not only, one, being disciplined, but two, understanding that windows are flexible and you don't need to grandfather yourself into uh, rosters because of the players you've had. Casey jumped at convention and they said – we they, they started this new trend of moving receivers. And I think they've made out better than anybody, whether it was Green Bay and Adams, you name A.J. Brown of the Eagles from the Titans – um, and that's the thing about getting the quarterback right. You can afford to make the move where you get rid of a top option and you supplement you supplement that with other pieces. If the quarterback's good enough, the top end of your weapons shouldn't matter as much. And I think the Chiefs proved that this year. That's why the Titans sucked. Because Ryan Tannehill's not that great. And AJ Brown was holding them together with Derrick Henry and a uh, stack of toothpicks. I think you hit it on the head. Yeah. I think that's all we can really say about the Super Bowl at this point. Um, so what does that mean? Uh, free agency is not too far away, so we'll definitely get into that. Anything that's breaking, um, we'll be on Twitter, obviously, talking about it. Interact with us. Follow us on Twitter. Wait. Wait for it. There we go. Right there. Right there, at at TMSM Podcast. Follow. Um, So for the next four weeks, we are fully getting into fantasy football. 
the offseason. So here you go. Mark them down. Next week, dynasty quarterback rankings. The week after that, running backs. The week after that, wide receivers. The week after that, tight ends. The week after that, linebackers. No, I'm kidding. Okay, we'll stop. The week after that, place kickers. (laughs) The week after that, head coaches, coordinators, coordinators, owners. We're drafting owners next year. Dan Snyder, you are the first pick. It gives your team a 15-point handicap for uh, – Oh, I like that one. Every owner has, like, their little thing. Jerry Jones guarantees you can make it to the playoffs, but after that, you can't go anymore. Um, the Steve Cohen somehow gets drafted, and you can just bring anybody onto your team, regardless of cost. The salary gap is gone. <laughs> yeah, salary gap. <laughs> Hard but, cap, disengaged. Like I told you in the beginning, if you fast forward up to this point, here's your schedule for the next four weeks. Um, I don't know how far we're going to get in each So We're at least going to get through one through 10 to 15. We might even go all the way back to 30, depending how far we've gotten and how much we talk about the quarterbacks themselves. And in ter- same with running backs, wide receivers. Um, they may not include the draft class because um, I'll the include some of still... the draft class. I'll include okay. some of the draft class, regardless of go. where they land. Because the top guys, we, we, we have a feeling of where they're going to be. True. And especially like Stroud and um, Stroud and Young, I I can comfortably probably put them within my like top ten range of dynasty QBs. Yeah, just based upon their tape from college, I th- I think they're going to translate pretty well. Yeah, and age always helps. Being a young lad, like Stenson Bennett, is down in like the forties because he's so damn old at this point. He's my he's my QB one. He <laughs> he's the first one to qualify for AAA and the uh, Social Security benefits that we're never going. Forgot to about Herbert already, huh? I'm kidding. It's a joke. Stetson Bennett, <laughs> first in the penitentiary, number one in our hearts. Can't believe he got arrested. I can't actually, but you know. But uh, yeah. Thanks to everybody for watching. We'll have to do this again next year, you know, because the Super Bowl is a yearly thing. It is that. Yeah, that, that, you know, well, as a Cowboys fan, I I thought the playoffs stopped after the divisional. I thought that's why we always stopped playing because that it was just over. That joke was about as good as the Harrison Butker's first field goal attempt. Didn't really land, um, but no. As always, I appreciate everybody for tuning in, Austin. I always appreciate your time. Um, looking forward to our uh, dynasty rankings moving forward. Fantasy football is always fun. It's going to be a fun offseason. There's plenty of room for everything to just kind of percolate and uh, grow. So I hope everybody had a fun Super Bowl. I hope you didn't break your TV during the Tubi ad. Um, I hope that you Did didn't break your TV because you? your team lost. No. Uh, yeah, kind it's of. A, I'm not going to lie. A little bit. Just a tiny bit. I wasn't freaking out. I was like, whatever, dude. It's a commercial. Okay, my dad looked over at me. And I'm like, what? It's just the, it's just the commercial, man. Like, what? It's an <laughs> it's ad. It's fine. What's the matter? You don't want to watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Come on now. Yeah, come on. Grow up. It's a good movie. Okay. Quality. Anyways. Anyways. Quarterbacks next week, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, in that order. Devin, anything else? Besides the final word, I'm chilling, man. Just waiting to press my button. Press your button. Peace.